gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i always am by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how's it going Meh. this is a wild one isn't it i love the devil's reign so much oh you love it yes i see it's very interesting brett you cannot say that this fun melt satan movie isn't good oh i can Oh, I will. It's good. It is not. I don't know what word you're saying there, but it can't be good. Oh, you didn't have fun with how the melt scenes were great. I never thought. Fuck it. Let's just jump into it. I never (laughs) thought I'd get tired of a melt scene that's gone on so long. The ending melt scene that goes on for about 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, at this point, I get it. I <laughs> it goes understand. on for so long, you forgot you forgot that there were survivors, and you, then they show back up, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the, the to break it down, the facial melt effects are great. The hands are just, like, wax on their hands, and they're wiping it a lot. I'm like, okay. It is wax. Yeah, you can tell. I know. No. Yeah, because they burn the wax figure, and that takes the soul away, and then your body turns to wax, I guess. I don't know. It just... this It wasn't bad, honestly. Here's the thing, is I, I went to start this movie a few days early, because I'm like, I got a feeling here. This is going <laughs> to be one I'm only going to be able to get through about 15 minutes at a time, and I'm going to say, enough, and stop it. And I was captivated. Like, it... it hooked me and i watched it all in one sitting and everything I'm like oh this is, this Good. is cool I'm, in, I'm enjoying it so far and then like the third act just dips so fucking nose dives <laughs> and even before that i'm like it's not it's not a great movie but i get what it's going for i'm, I'm into it like let's yeah go. it just something just went wrong at some point ernest borgnine and william shatner in a Satan movie, and Ernest Borgnine turns into a goat. This is by the same director of uh, the Dr. Fives movies. I can see some Dr. Fives influence in here. Okay. What yeah. happened? <laughs> it was good. Well, um, what did you I... say? You were like, is this one of your horror host movies? Did Sfinguli show this? I was like, yes, but Joe Bob also showed it. Yes. Yeah, so I'll, I'll break this down for the listeners. They don't understand. Um, I like the, what do you want to call it, profession, art of horror hosting. I'm a big fan art, of Art, yes. But Fine art. The pro- yeah, no, no joke, it is an art to it. But what happens, especially with modern horror hosts, and by no fault of their own a lot of times, unless you have a big network with big money behind you, a lot of times the movies you can show become quite limited, and you have to, you get one or two bangers, and then a lot of not so great. And that's fine, but I knew this one. I'm like, this is going to be one of those ones that no one cares about the rights to. <laughs> that some fourth-rate horror host probably showed. And Brett's hey. like, I love it. And hey well, just when I saw the title and the year, I think the poster is when I asked you. Like, this is a horror host movie, isn't it? Then you're like, yes, it is. Because I saw it on Singuli, like at the like it was towards the beginning of 2023, I think. And then like a couple weeks later, Joe Bob showed it too. And like I wasn't sometimes like that's happened where like I've seen the movie and then like Joe Bob shows the exact same movie again. I'm like, oh god damn it, like I'll I'll watch it at some point. This one I was like, yes, I'll watch it again. 
Now, the cast is oddly stacked in this movie, like yeah. this uh, Acting debut of John Travolta. Yeah, as Satanist. This is also where uh, he got the Dianetics book or whatever for Scientology. So this Satan movie caused him to become a Scientologist. Yeah, and let's uh, talk about the Satan movie of it all for a second. Um, They brought in uh, like Anton LaVey. Yes. Uh, be a consultant on the movie. And look, I, I don't care what anyone's religious beliefs are or anything. Anton LaVey was part of the Church of Satan. Am I correct? Well, he founded it. Yes. Yeah, founded the Church of Satan. Now, the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple and just Satanism are like all different things. Satanic yeah. Temple, huge fan. 100%. They basically are out there fighting like religion the separation of church and state when they want to introduce shit that shouldn't be in they're like fine you have to open it to all religions we're coming in too they're doing great work out there by all means yeah. continue on um anton lavey is kind of a piece of shit i'll just well, leave that, it there that's why he has this is called it's like lavey satanism like he has his yes. own branch of it where i just think this movie wanted to bring him in so they could say we got the founder of the church of satan like, to, we got to put his name somewhere on the movie, and at some point he's in the background wearing a mask with his dumb little goatee. 100%, because there's no, like, Satanism, like, what you, like, legit Satanism represented in this movie at all. <laughs> it's like, they were talking about, like, to make sure, like, the chants and everything were correct. It's like, yeah, but a goat man is doing it. Yeah, I mean, sure, the chants <laughs> might be accurate. I don't know enough to no. say that. But what I'm talking about, like, the core of the movie no <laughs> it's also funny where it's like there's a behind the scenes picture i saw it's him and ernest borgnine standing beside each other it's like those two it seems like it's just they shouldn't be that close it's weird that they were both involved in this yeah it, this is a bizarre one all right uh you got some credits for me on this yeah um directed by robert forst uh who did the Dr. Fives movies, like we said, we like those. Yeah. Um, and then the writers, this is like, there's several writers, and this is the only movie they ever wrote. Color me shocked, Brett. <laughs> All right, let's get into this thing. The Devil's Rainbow is a 75. Yes. Uh, the nice nineteen mid-1970s movie. I love it. This is the same time. Like, has the feeling of, like, duel and stuff. Like, just you have flannel tucked into jeans. Oh, Duel is so much better than this. This is nowhere near yes. Duel. Oh, no, I love Duel. Yeah, I would say so as well. All right. Opening credits over a bunch of scary paintings and people yelling, oh. no, help, all this kind of stuff. Hieronymus Bosch paintings. It's just like all these like cool like hell. Like it's like I have one, one guy shitting coins into a hole. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine how great life would be if you shit coins? It would hurt. Well, yeah, let's, I'm assuming you're used to it if that's what you do, though. Like, you just get free money every time you take a shit. How much are you getting? A quarter at a time? Like, drink drink prune juice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I feel a roll coming! It's a stormy night, and Mrs. Preston's looking nervous outside. Her son, Mark, played by William Shatner. Hey, Star Trek man! I love a little behind the scenes thing of this is this was the mid seventies when like at this point, Star Trek was over. 
like the show had ended and also the animated series. And this was before the movies. Yes. I do got to cut you off because I made a joke to enrage you. And now people are going to think I really believe it. I said Spock himself and Brett just jumped right over that. I know it was a joke because Brett's the Star Trek guy. I I completely missed it because I just got excited to talk about Star Trek. I just wanted to make you angry. I'm like, oh no, you jumped over. Now the listeners are actually going to be angry at us. Put down, put down the emails. Uh-huh, no, e- email Greg. I know. I have a life side stand up of William Shatner downstairs. Um, but this is when he was in between Star Trek, and there was nothing really going on other than conventions. So it was in his contract that he could leave the movie set at any time if there was a convention to go do, which he did a couple times. And that's why he will disappear for a period of time and we get new main character. This was also, so this is after Star Trek and he didn't have anything going on is what you're telling me? Well, he was doing stuff like this. Okay, so he's doing more like Priceline Negotiator hadn't begun yet. No. But he comes home from looking for his father, and his mother's had dreams about this, and his dad does come home with a melted face stumbling towards the house, and gives a warning, give the book to Corbus, as he falls over and dies into his melty puddle. We are just dropped right in the middle of this story, where there's no lead up. We find out eventually kind of what's going on, but I kind of like that we're just dropped in the middle of just like, and go! And it's just immediately there's stuff going on and stuff. Um, I like the no eye effect that goes on throughout this whole movie. It's kind of pretty haunting looking. I like it until the light hits it too much. And you yeah. see oh, the yeah. net. Like you a fencing the, mask. Like scream. Like the yeah. thing behind the eye. Also, we get a appearance of Michael Myers later, which we'll get there. And Mark goes to get the gun and his mom tries to give him this protective amulet for your mother's sake. He doesn't take it. <laughs> his ride shows up and honks, or a ride shows up and honks. He goes out and no one's in it. But there's an empty doll nailed to the steering wheel. He hears screams. And I want to, so how long do they take? I'd oh. say conservatively 45 seconds at the max, right? To go sure. check this out before he heard the screams. Goes back inside. And John, who... <laughs> I'm not sure his relation to the family. Is he a butler? What is John? I'd like, I don't know, but I love that there's just a confused old man that they take care of, or it's grandpa or something. But the same Everyone just calls him John. Which yeah. leads me to believe he's definitely not his brother. There's no uncle put in front of it or anything. I'm like, it's just a dude. It's like if I didn't meet Liz and like, I would just come live with you guys and they would be like, oh yeah, that's our Brett. Not fair. But the Satanists are into just little pranks. That's what I love about these Satanists. Uh, they're just not like, yes, they're going to steal your soul and they're going to give it to the Satan goat man. But also they're going to hang the old man upside down wacky and he's going to be like, oh, help me. And they, they took his mother and John's going, no faces on the people who did it, I guess. And so what I said, like a time. So they had like, and this is me being nice saying 45 seconds. It was probably like 20. But to string this butler man or whatever he is upside down, <laughs> the, pummeled him somewhat because he's bleeding a little bit. Trash the entire house. It looks mm-hmm. like a tornado went through. Stab the family portrait and leave. <laughs> 
Well, Holy they, shit. We see them later. They're not that fast. No, well, the robes, I think, really try, like, slow them down, for sure. If they did, weren't wearing the heavy robes, they, they have nothing to do in that desert town they live in. They just run drills all day. Okay, hang up the old man quicker. <laughs> Mark gets the amulet, and he's leaving. He see, he, The book is in a hiding place. He leaves it there, though. And he starts driving across the desert to this ghost town, and he gets there. And there's this man comes up to the water pump. They're like, ah, let me turn it on for you. It's Ernest Borgnine. Well, uh, William Shatner's trying to do the water pump and he can't quite get it. And Ernest Borgnine just saunters out and hits it like Fonzie. This huge stream of water comes out. He's the coolest guy ever. And we learn this man is Corbus. And Mark didn't bring the book with him. And they start arguing about faith out here because Mark, I guess, is a devout Christian. Corbus is a Satanist, and they're going to have a challenge of faith, and if Mark <laughs> wins, the mother and father will go free. If Corbus wins, he gets the book and Mark. And because I love, like, because Mark goes, I'll give you the book, and Corbus goes, and I want you. And Ernest Borgnine has this, like, wacky smile on his face. He's a great character actor. Everyone knows Ernest Borgnine. He's been in over 172 movies, Escape from New York, he was cabbie. That's the only one I think I know, because I don't know this man. Small Soldiers, he was in Basketball. Who's he in Small Soldiers? Okay, that, now we can work with it. Uh, let me see who he was. Um, Kip uh, Killig Killigan? Oh, he was a toy. I didn't recognize him then. <laughs> yeah, he was a He's only one of the toys. He was in Willard. Willard's he was one a of classic. the Commando Elites. But no, I love that they, they have a faith off. Like, let's see who believes in ours more. Which, when they're like, he goes in and they're doing the huge satanic, like, ritual kind of thing. And it's all this, like, really cool, like, just, like, Satanism. Like, just like, and give your soul to him and all this. And you will leave eternal and stuff. And his is like, give us our day, our daily bread. It's like, you're talking about food. He's talking about your eternal soul. But they enter the church, and this satanic church is clearly just an abandoned real church that they changed the stained glass window in. <laughs> this just seems like one of those old, like, the old western towns that they shot, like, the westerns in, in, like, the 50s and stuff, that they just abandoned. Yeah. Like, the Manson family looked at it and went, nah, we'll move on. <laughs> but there's a reveal... That the mother is here, Brett, and she's been brainwashed and has no eyes now, too. Oh my god, her eyes are vaginas as well! <laughs> then, like, he starts calling him... Not his name. He's like, my name is Mark Preston, damn it! Like, no, you are Martin... Whatever, I don't know. Trying to resurrect someone through him who's his descendant. And there's a sort like, by the name of God, my name is Mark Preston! And then he goes to leave, and the robed people go to grab him. But he he's a slippery one, this William Shatner. He gets oh. out and runs outside. And I love the scene of, like, that's where William Shatner breaks free of the Satanist people and he goes running. It's just watching William Shatner run is hilarious. He gets outside. Remember that pendant I was talking about? Yeah. Corbis, like, shoots him a look and the pendant transforms into a snake. And he throws the snake onto the ground, but then it's the pendant again. It does a, the great 70s cut of it's just like, and hard cut, it's a pendant again. And then cut to a medical presentation 
it has nothing to do with anything for the most part. Um, no, this no, doctor is like... having Julie Preston and controlling her heart rate with her own mind, but she has visions of this ghost town and she sits up and screams and her husband is like standing next to her like he's a nurse, it looks like. Well, we get, I love this part because it shows you kind of like flashes of what you get to see later in the movie. Of we get like Goatman and we get Goatman melting for half a split second. And then we get to cut to her in the Devil's Reign Easter egg with the devil on it that we see later. And she's like crying in the rain and pounding on the glass. I'm glad you thought it looked like an egg, too. Okay. Uh, you know yeah. those, uh, what are they called, like Fabergé eggs or whatever? Yeah. Those fancy eggs that rich people have sitting on, like, silver things? It reminds me of one of those. And they, like, super glued, like, a Hobby Lobby Satan goat head on top of it. it um, do you remember when Jerry Only was fronting the Misfits for a while? They only put out one original album with mm. Jerry on vocals, and it was called The Devil's Reign. Oh, and see, I wish I was it has nothing to do with this. Oh, I, are you sure? I, the Misfits, they they just sing a movie at you with a cool riff. Most, most of the time, yes, but I've, I was listening. Like, I don't think so. I don't know, I'm gonna have to listen to it then. It's pouring down. It's come for you. The devil's and then Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> no, it doesn't say anything about Ernest Borgnine, no. <laughs> but after she has these visions and screams, um, Tom, who's her husband, tries telling the police, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> she had a vision! Well, yeah, this is, once again, what did we always say about don't tell the police exactly what you saw, if it's supernatural or it's like some weird like killer that used to be dead but now is back alive or something yeah just tell them like kind of spe not specifics just general idea of what's going on i'm gonna take it a step further in this case and say you don't tell the police at all with this she had a bad dream yeah like, uh, tom how insane would that be if you wake up you're like officer my wife had a scary dream <laughs> go arrest it <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tom, played by Tom Skerritt, who was in Alien, Top Gun, he was in Ted. Uh, oh, Chich and Chong's up in Alien. Smoke. Dude, like I said, this cast is stacked. Um, I saw an interview with John Travolta, who was reminded that he was in this movie. And he starts <laughs> laughing hysterically. He goes, it was so bad. He goes, why were there so many good actors there? He's like, it was so bad. I got so bored. I was like, I got to start reading some books. What's this one called? I like science fiction. I'll join a cult. <laughs> Tom and Julie are going to Redstone, the ghost town. And after John is on the porch and gives them the book, he's like, this book has been in your family for generations and something like that. Well, because it keeps leading up to like this thing of, yeah, I like that the family, it's not like, because sometimes in these type of movies when it's like, oh, your ancestors, and it's been this thing throughout your entire bloodline, the people never quite know. I like that it's been passed down of they're like, no, this is a special book. We Our family fights Satan every once in a while. Yeah, but they were in service. We'll get to that because that's where yeah. it seems messy. Um, I think Ernest Borgnine kind of overreacted in the past a little bit, but yeah, we'll get there. Mark back in the town is being tortured for the book's location and 
there say, meet Lilith, and the sexy woman appears over him and starts kissing him. Like, she'll get the information out of you. But then he shuts his eyes for a second and opens his eyes, and Lilith has turned into his mother, is actually doing it, <laughs> and he's just seeing visions of this. What the fuck? And thank God it wasn't Chris Chan, because then he'd be like, what? <laughs> this is where, like, um, William Shatner, if I remember right, is shirtless with a pentagram drawn on his chest. And then they have him on a cross, but upside down. And they, like, kind of tilt him upside down a little bit, and he starts screaming for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Tom and Julie arrive in Redstone. <laughs> they go into the church, and they find the torture cross, and Mark's shirt... They know it's Mark's shirt because on the back it's written Mark Preston. I like to believe that the Satanist didn't do that. He just does that himself to all of his clothing so he doesn't lose them. Why would the Satanist do that, though? So they find the clue and the movie can continue. This is his they... flannel shirt. <laughs> they hear an explosion <laughs> They go outside and their car's on fire. And oh then my god, once again, someone the, driving sa marks the Satanists are just playing little pranks. Of they, like, set the car on fire and they go scampering away before they could see them. Well, most of them, except for one driving Mark's car, almost hits them. Tom shoots at it, it crashes, and the driver runs into a house. Yeah. They run up... They have the chance to leave right now. They have the working car. Yes. Instead, they chase after this man. And they go inside. There's a search of the house. The man attacks. They fight. He subdues the attacker. But Julie has a vision of long ago. And the book boo, is gone. Boo, boo, boo. A flashback to like early, late 1600s, early 1700s. Pilgrim times, you know? because... <laughs> Ernest Borgnine now has one of those pilgrim hats on, so you know we're in the past. Yeah, like he's the dude on the Quaker Oats. Yeah. And Martin's wife stole the book and turned them all in for being Satanists and everything. And the church town starts breaking into the house and everything. It's so funny because they're inside their pilgrim house, like talking all about Satan and how groovy he is and he's going to get you to smoke those jazz cigarettes and stuff and then the god people come knocking on the door and Ernest Borgdon's like shh they don't know what we're up to in here and he opens the door the entire town has pitchforks and torches and he's like father what call what shall bring you out at this time of night is like we know you're worshiping satan i love how he, and he's like oh, me no <laughs> he just teaches like nah dude those are some satan eyebrows he's got yes you are yeah but corbus is burned at the stake and he curses oh because martin and his wife stole the book and he curtains curtains he curses martin and all of his descendants for time to come yeah it's curtains for you see back to present day tom and julie get in the car and drive away well they pull over i have a quick question i know that the wife took the book was he in on it too of i thought that he was still like no, I'm with you. She just did this. Because he's like, I curse you and all of your descendants. It's like, I wasn't me. 
I think he was because when he's talking about someone's betrayed us, he gets starts getting real shifty and everything. <laughs> oh, by the way, John's fucking immortal too. Yeah, I love that they have also William Shatner playing his descendant. They do the thing of your descendant looked exactly like you, Greg, from like hundreds of years ago. Yeah, we've definitely done this in movies before, like a lot of times. It's always um, fun. Dracula AD, you know, mm-hmm. but like John's there, Mark's there. They're all there. Yeah. Oh, because Which confused th- me because I thought they were immortals for a little bit. That would be funny. It's like they're just these two immortal families fighting each other forever. It's William Shatner versus Ornus Bergnine. <laughs> I legit, like, because they don't make it clear. I thought it was the same people for a little bit. Yeah. But back in modern times, Tom and Julie get in the car and drive away. Tom pulls over, tells Julie, drive away. He's going back. He has the gun. And she does. She's going back for help. But then, like, the end of House of a Thousand Corpses, Mother's just Otis sits up in the back yeah. all scary, like, making Julie crash into the only, co- the only tree within, like, a hundred yards. Which is, I love when she sets up, yeah, she's just in the back seat. I also like they're driving out of town and they're, they pass by all the Satanists in their black robes and you just hear like, help me, help me. I'd like to believe it's not for their soul. It's just like we're in the desert and it's extremely hot. Take these robes off of us. The robed people are carrying torches and marching Mark through the desert. Mm-hmm. Dude, one, they're wearing these black robes and they got to look all evil and everything. I'm talking about the actors here, not in the story. Like they got you know, the robes over, like, Undertaker's coming out to the ring, and they're carrying torches. It's so windy. That torch is blowing like crazy. <laughs> it's in the hot desert sun. I'm like, these people better have gotten paid for this movie handsomely. And, and you know they didn't, because this is The Devil's Reign, starring Ernest Borgnine and William Shatner from 75. In fact, actually, I do have a fun fact about this. Oh. The movie was, like, would happen occasionally back then financed by the mob and none of the actors or crew at least saw any money from it oh so it's a texas chainsaw massacre syndrome type thing yeah exactly which happened a lot back then the mob was in the movie business yeah i don't know how we we can't pay the bills with this gabagool we need more actual money it's nighttime now, and our robed parade has arrived at these cool rocks like this is separate from the like boring church this is cool like red rocks amphitheater church out here like all the satanists are like whispering to themselves like oh this is a special night we don't always get to come out here you sure we're stuck in that stuffy church and tom smartly is in disguise as one of them oh my which God. is an easy disguise to pull off just a black robe but dumbly <laughs> they all stand in like perfect formation when they get yeah there. you know like they have their assigned spots corbus is up there preaching and saying and shit He's just walking around everywhere. Like, you're giving yourself away, dude. Yeah, well, to, like, they none of them have eyes. But I like the one. It's almost like he sniffs them out because he starts being like, <laughs> and, like, looking all around. And he's like, blasphemer! And this is also where we get appearance of Goatman. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I rewound it to get clarification on what was going on here. So Corbus says something. And he's like, arise. And there's a big pop Oof. and some smoke. And then this goat man is here. (laughs) And I didn't realize the goat man was Corbus. I thought the goat man was the devil head raised (laughs) on the ground. No, this is Corbus. It's the most metal thing ever. It's like Satan actually showed up. 
Dude, it's hard not to make hell and evil stuff not look cool. <laughs> this looks like it's a Muppet reject. <laughs> like, Kermit the Frog was like, no, next. And like, no, this looks <laughs> terrible. It what looks, is this? It looks like they dressed Ernest Borgnine like a goat. <laughs> this was the moment. Remember how I said, I was in at the beginning and everything. Appearance of Goat Man. I was like, fuck this. No, so that's bad. fun. It looks so cool. It's, it is fun. And if this was kind of like a more trashy, dumb movie, I'd like this a lot more. But they were playing it completely straight up to this point. Got a little silly with the pilgrim hats, but I knew it wasn't supposed to be silly. When it got to here, I'm like, oh no. Uh, Greg, you don't want to be a Roger Ebert. He put this yeah, on I, his know, top hated movie list. I saw it, and I hate to... It's not one of my top hated movies. No, nowhere close. But still, I'm like, yeah, it's not great, Ebert. But, I mean, he should have seen more movies. We, we've yeah. definitely come across worse <laughs> than that. I think I've probably seen more movies than we ever will in our lifetime. I mean, he should have seen more movies. I mean, it's quality movies, not the shit he saw. But um, they're burning this wax voodoo doll of Mark... And they will seal him with the holy waters of forgetfulness, which I'm pretty sure happens to me all the time. And Martin <laughs> Fife takes over his body. Yeah, and like they dribble the water on his eyes. And it has to be like, uh-oh, this is how the eyes go away. And then, yeah, William Shatner sets up and he like sadly like devotes his life to Satan with his head down. Like, God damn it, you got me. It's like... Winter Soldier, ready to comply. Which, like, sits uh, up. Right here, because we get William Shatner with no eyes. Yes. It, it's so close to looking like Michael Myers, especially later. At one point, William Shatner pops out of the shadows, and there's, like, a shadow. And I'm like, it's Michael Myers' mask, but before they painted it. It is, 100%. Holy shit, you're right. Uh, listeners, if you don't know, the Michael Myers' mask is a William Shatner mask turned inside yes. out and spray-painted. At one point, William Shatner, with the eyes gone, does the head tilt. You're right. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that's the coolest thing in this movie. Oh, is this the Call of Thorn? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tom was discovered and chased out. He runs back to the ghost town and hides in a house. But another one of our robed figures chases after him, <laughs> kills this robed man with a pitchfork. Runs away more, makes oh. it out, out of the Which, town. I have to mention, every time one of these Satanists gets wounded, they don't bleed. It's just like yogurt and goo shoots out of them. Yeah, it's really pussy and nasty and everything like that. Yeah, which is, I like how like much of a melt movie this is. Yeah. Um, he makes it out of the town and goes to see Sam, I'm assuming is a relative. Sure. And Sam gives him the book, and they find Mark's name has now appeared in the book. Oh, yeah, Eddie Albert. Yeah, they go get other old man. <laughs> the two old men have to fight each other. Why don't we get John? But the Julie is now on the desert altar, the one we were talking about earlier, and Tom and Sam are in the church, and my notes say they find the soul egg thing. Yes, where it's like, it's like they find what looks like a manhole cover. And they're like, it looks like it has those Satanist runes all over it. Runes again, uh, called a thorn, and it's leaning more in my direction. 
And then they find the ultimate Easter egg because it's filled with souls and it's Satan Easter egg. Where I love that they, it looks like, I want to boo you, sure. but that was a good joke. I, I wanted to boo, but that was well done. Good job. Thank um, it looks like they put a CRT TV inside this thing because yes. at one point they turn it to the side and I swear I see a television in there. No, you're right because I thought it was a screen. I like yes. it was supposed to be at first. You're correct. And I love you see all the people wandering around inside the egg in the devil's rain. It's raining all the time in the egg. Did you see the pilgrim man that's wandering around inside? He still has the hat on and like the buckles and everything. I wonder if it's like the ghost lore that whatever you die in is what you wear for all of the afterlife and eternity. And now he's like, I look really silly compared to all you guys, but I can't do anything about it. I didn't know fashion was going to evolve this way. I'm not even a pilgrim. I was on my way to a Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> All the actual pilgrim time people come up and talk to him like, oh, back in our day. Like, no, I'm from 1970. Yeah, this just so happened. It was Halloween. <laughs> the sheriff shows up who they tried reporting this to earlier, but he's all black eyed and evil. They kill him. Oh no, he has no eyes! It's so funny where he like, it's like the reveal of like, he looks up, and it's like, oh! <gasps> but they go to leave with the egg, and but the Satanists are returning, so they go up to the balcony of the church to hide. It's, it's like when they gave you an egg in school, it's like, you have to keep it alive for a week. <laughs> and like, the bullies after them. <laughs> but John Travolta comes in at this point. And in their hurry to get upstairs, they left their most prized possession on the floor, the book they've been after forever. And he finds the book. I love he doesn't speak. It's like he's silent bobbed out. He's like, oh, he got it. He's excited. He runs out to the procession back and like shows it to Corbus. And Corbus is so excited to be presented with this gift. Did I do good? Do you like me now? He can get one eye back as a gift. Yeah. They carry Julie to the altar and they're about to do whatever ritual, but Tom jumps down onto all of them, and it's all practical to jump down. I watch wrestling a lot, and there's, <laughs> sometimes people do what's called a suicide dive. If there's a group of people outside the ring, you run, you hit the ropes, you dive over, and you land into them. Now, a good suicide dive looks like you clear them all out, and it's awesome. Well, you get it a lot of times, though, if it doesn't go well, is you hit, like, one guy, and then, like, all the other guys just have to topple. You know the what I mean? The others are like, whoa! Yeah, that's kind of what this looks like when Tom <laughs> jumps down onto everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he's captured, and... But Sam comes down and threatens to destroy the devil's reign, the egg, and... Mark takes it from him because he's William Shatner. Oh, oh my God. Because it is this old man is like, I have the egg and you can't get it away from me. I will smash it. Immediately. They get it away from him. <laughs> it's not even a whole, like it's not five seconds. He has the egg. They immediately just take it from him. There's no struggle. He's like, fuck, there goes that plan. He's torn about what to do though. Cause like the ones calling him, whatever his resurrected name. And the other one's calling him, like, and Sam's like, remember your wife! And he stops and freezes for a second. It's like Darth Vader throwing the Emperor over and he smashes the egg. Corbus yeah. is like, no! And this blows a hole in the church roof and it begins to rain. I guess that's a literal title, The Devil's Rain. 
and everyone that the rain hits, who's deep like evil, not the regular people, starts to melt. It's fucking, and then we get like a ten minute long, like you said, melt scene. Which you said you thought went on too long. I have fun with it. I love this. This scene kicks on. I just kick back. I have my drink. I'm just like, this is fun. Just look at everyone melting. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, Brett. Yeah, it was a fun time. Tom and Corbus have like a standoff where they're walking back and forth, staring at each other. And then they fight. But when I say fight, Corbus kind of like grabs Tom's face a little bit. And like yeah. Mushes it. And, but he goes into the rain and he starts to melt. And then I wrote Church Explodes, but it only does like a teeny explosion. Right here. It goes, poof, a big explosion. And then it's outside. Like, it's like in the cartoons when there's an explosion, the roof just lifts a little bit and comes right back down. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's melting more and more. Of course, I, I just got to say, I just do this whole thing. People are melting. And then then the church really explodes. There was like a yeah. explosion. And this time it's on fire and everything. And all the bad people have melted, and Tom and Julie survived. I don't know what happened to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom's friend, the old man. Sam. I oh. Did we see Sam again? Did he die? I'm not sure. I know what causes it. Corbus falls, Corbus is goat man, and now he's melting, and he's it's a really cool sound. Like, he looks up, and it's like, the goat mask is like, they just covered it in wax. So he's just melting. And then he falls into the Satan hole that the egg was in. And that's what causes the big explosion, uh, which I always enjoy in these like, or like these like uh, older movies like this. Cause you know, they actually had to explode a church. Oh yeah. And Julie's normal again and they hug, but then like the camera fades out and it's actually Corbis hugging Tom. Oh my with God. This big evil grin on his face. These giant eyebrows just ha 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 ha. And then she's and still, then it's a, such a sad ending because she's still stuck in the devil's reign somehow. Like there's another egg or she didn't get free from the egg or something because she's just crying in the rain. Then the credits start and now she's in yeah, hell she's like forever. Screaming in the void. I don't know where she is. No. But it's such a funny, like, you think, like, Jack Nicholson hugging the, like, what he thinks is the hot lady in the bathroom that turns out to be the rotten old lady. It's like, what's worse, that one or you're hug hugging Ernest Borgnine? <laughs> this one's worse. <laughs> I mean, you still got the parts that work with the scary old lady, I guess. Yeah. Um, And that's the Devil's Reign. I love it. It's a fun, like, cheesy, mid-70s Satan movie for me. It's one that I'll watch a couple times a year. Um, this is probably the only time in my lifetime I, wa I will watch this. I do not regret watching it, though. It didn't Good. hit that point. Like, it's, it's not one that I was going to text you and be like, pick something else. It wasn't that. Like, I didn't love it at all. But, no, it's I'm glad to see it. And then, let's move on. Type deal. It's it wasn't a curse of Frankenstein for you. No, no, not at all. Nowhere near that. No. Good, good. And there's too much cool melting and Satan stuff for it to be curse of Frankenstein for Greg. Yeah. Um, count of the dead time. I didn't do it. Here's the thing. <laughs> the thing oh. I watched this movie on was not the most <laughs> up and up place that I had to watch this one on. And anytime I went to pause it, it would bring up a pop up. So that end scene, I was going good until everyone started melting, and then when I went to do my real good Count of the Dead, 
I couldn't because every time I tried to pause the count, it would do that. So uh, no count of the dead this week. Greg didn't know that this was on Shutter. I did not, and my Shutter just expired anyway, like that I had for a year. So, well, everyone this week shame Greg because he didn't do his he didn't do his job. Hey, are you guys listening to this episode? That means I did my job. That well, means it got edited and uploaded for all you people. So I don't want to hear any of it. I guess I can't say that was Greg's count of the dead. Ah, 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 because there's nothing to count. There's at least one. Now we're getting my ratings from Dimension Z, I guess. I almost didn't give you the sound effect for that. But now, now I'm all like, oh no, number one's a big, big evil man, bad man. Number ten is nice man with candy. He likes you. There you go, Greg. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I was trying. I couldn't get it. Everyone at Grey Games on everything. You want to know where we were at before? We were at eight before the big melt scene. Oh, okay. So add the church congregation to that. Um, no, let me actually pick a good one. (laughs) Well, this is the big Satanist movie and everything. Like we both, neither one of us are religious, so we can have a little fun with it. So it's going to be the good and the bad of Satanism. Okay. All right, so the number one, the worst part, if you, like, really believe in all the stuff, is I would say burning in hell would probably be horrible. Yeah, Like, if it was real, great. like, burning forever doesn't sound great, if it's real. Yeah, no. Number ten is it's all the great, like, heavy metal and, like, drugs and, like, stuff, <laughs> sex you get to have. That's all Satan. I feel like that's not part of it, but I'm I'm down with this for ratings, yes. Yeah, do you like your death metal? You have one Mr. Mister to thank for that. <laughs> I, I love The Devil's Reign. I have a lot of fun with it. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I just have, I always have fun with it when I watch it. There's tons of melting stuff. I love Ernest Borgnine in it. William Shatner, like, I like him in it, but, like, he kind of takes a back seat to him. Um, He doesn't do his full, like, William Shatner style in this. Kind of let me down. Well, it seems like he was thinking more about, I need to get to a Star Trek convention to where I make my real money. You know what's funny? Have you ever seen those videos of him at those old Star Trek conventions? It's always some, like, pimple-faced, like, nerd in the front, like, in episode 43, did you ever... (laughs) It's always just him, like, befuddled after the question. I was like, I don't know. I was an actor. I read lines. He always seems like he's so <laughs> irritated, like answering any questions. He's been irritated meeting fans for decades now. And that was back when a convention would be in like a school auditorium. Yeah. I'm going to give the devil's reign seven out of 10 of, I have a lot of fun with it. I watch it a couple times a year. Like I said, it's not perfect by any means, but it's just a good, t- good time for me. That's fair. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it at all. I didn't hate this movie. Um, it, was, it did have me hooked at the beginning. And then just a little too much just bad. Not yeah. the fun kind. Like the Pilgrim Time thing. I love the Pilgrim the Time thing. Unexplained <laughs> bearded butler, maybe, man. Um, they, they hung the old the man upside man down. He's confused. <laughs> the goat face was supposed to be this awesome thing someone should have said something on set like that doesn't look good it looks good and then 
the, just they did the best they could. <laughs> a mess of an ending. Some cool effects in there. I, I'm it's coming in at four for me. Okay. Yeah, it's not the worst at all. Definitely, but got to point it out. Well, unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. All right, well, everyone, uh, make sure to hail Satan today. Listen to some heavy metal music and go have sex. And we hope that the devil's reign has left your brain throbbing with horror. Well, wasn't that a wild and wacky episode? If you enjoyed it, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, you can also support the show by going onto our Tee Public site and checking out any kinds of the merch that we have on there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that TikTok thing those kids are on, and YouTube. Just search Throbbing with Horror and look for our pumpkin. And remember to throb on.